Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Audible. They are the internet's top provider of downloadable audiobooks. And if you'd like to get a free audiobook from Audible, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke. You can sign up for a 30-day trial where you test out the service, and that includes the download of any audiobook of your choice. And some of these audiobooks are worth like $35 or something. You can just download one of them free, and if you don't like the service, you can just cancel it. You keep the audiobook. Brilliant. Audibletrial.com forward slash teacher Luke, or just click an Audible logo on my website. Now then, let's start this new episode, and here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to this podcast for learners of English. In this episode, I'm still talking to my friend Alex Love. We started this conversation in the previous episode and here is part two for your listening pleasure. In this conversation, Alex is in Edinburgh in Scotland and I'm in Warwick in England. In the previous episode, we talked about pub quizzes and how they're a common part of pub culture in the United Kingdom. So in this episode, I thought that we would play a kind of pub quiz with each other. The only problem is that neither of us are in a pub, but that doesn't matter. This is a podcast and you can use your imagination, can't you? Now, the rules of the game are pretty simple. Alex and I have prepared five questions each and we take it in turns to ask each other the questions. A correct answer gains one point. An incorrect answer gains nothing. All my questions uh, are related to the English language and all of Alex's questions are just random trick questions and much more difficult than my ones. Now, I'm not hinting at who wins the quiz there. No, not at all. You'll have to listen to the whole thing to find out who wins. But I should point out that Alex's questions are not proper questions, okay? They're just designed to make me fail, a bit like my dad's questions in our recent game show, which was called Who Wants to Be Good at English? Uh, So all of Alex's questions are trick questions designed to make me fail, whereas my questions are real ones. But I'm not making excuses or giving away the result of the quiz. No, not of course not. I wouldn't do that. Um, now, as you listen to the quiz, I think that you should try to answer the questions too. Um, you might need to pause the recording in order to give yourself a bit of time. Um, as you will hear, Alex and I both explain our thought processes while answering the questions. And you could do that too. So try pausing the recording when you hear the question and then try talking out loud while you think about the answer and then continue listening and you'll hear Alex and me doing the same thing, talking about our uh, our thought processes before giving uh, our answers, okay? And you can compare the way that you talked about your thoughts and then the way that we did it. And that can be a good way of comparing the language you and we are using. So you could do that. Or equally, um, you could just sit back, um, brew up a nice cup of tea, or just simply continue travelling on the bus or a train or whatever, like a normal person, and just listen to the magic of another episode of this podcast, recorded, produced, edited, and published by the very modest me. So, without any further ado, let's start the Luke's English Podcast pub quiz, and here we go. I asked you to come up with a few pub quiz questions for me in this episode. Yep. I thought we would do our own little pub quiz because okay, that's fun. Yep. Uh, that could be fun, right? And the idea is that we're going to um, throw these questions at each other and we'll see if the, um, the audience can, uh, can get the answers too. Um, so listeners, listen very carefully to these pub quiz questions. And I wonder if you know the answers. We will be giving the answers away 
But I'd like you to just try it in your head, or maybe if you're listening with friends or family, you could uh, pause the recording and talk and speculate about what the answers are, uh, and then keep listening, and the answers will be revealed. Um, so how many questions did you get together, Alex? Oh, I've got, um, I've got loads. Well, I've got, I've got three. You wanted three, didn't you? I wanted three. Um, I, I've come up with five, actually. All right. So do you think you could do five? Yes. Okay. So here's, here's what I suggest we do, Alex. We take it in turns to ask a question to each other. Yep. Okay. And uh, what I'm looking for is not just the correct answer, but I'm looking for also, I want to hear you thinking, you see? You know, like mm-hmm. in, when you're doing a maths exercise, you have to show you're working out. Yep. You know, you have to show how you found the answer to the maths problem. In this one, I want you to talk. I want, you to, I want us to hear you thinking. I want to hear the thought process. So I don't want long periods of silence where you're going, um, none of that. I want to hear you thinking. All so right. you've got to think and talk at the same time. Okay. Fine. I can do that. Could you go first? Can you ask me your first question? All right. Uh, where was the lawnmower invented? Where was the lawnmower invented? Yeah, so yeah. the lawnmower, this is a device which is used to cut the grass in your back garden. Yes, it is. And when you start it, it's like... And then you push it along. They it's got use... blades in that cut, cuts the grass, That's right. It? It's got blades underneath. They cut the grass and collect the, the grass clippings. It's some, the sort of thing your dad does, isn't it, on a Saturday afternoon. He kind of yeah. mows the lawn. So where was the lawnmower invented? Yeah. Um, let's see. Now, I imagine the lawnmower would, would be invented in a place where there is grass... Which yes, doesn't that is na- correct. It doesn't narrow it down a lot because there's grass in most countries, I think. So that's probably not... My Sherlock Holmes technique's not working there. But still, grass. Okay. It's probably an industrialised country, a country that has lawns. So I'm, think- yes. I'm still thinking the UK. I'm thinking the UK yep. because okay. the UK was an industrialised place, the sort of place where me- mechanisms, mechanical items like that would have been invented. It's a place where people have gardens that have grass on them. They have lawns and people like to look after those lawns. Um, and um, th- we're quite an industrious and inventive nation. I think that the lawn... The well, lawn we used mo- to be. We used to... Well, maybe not anymore. No, no, maybe not. But we used to be. There was a period in history where we were very inventive and we came out with a lot of stuff. So I think that, uh, I think that it's, it was invented in, in the United Kingdom. There you go. All right. <clears throat> well, I want specifically uh, which town. Oh, where, which where, which yeah. town? So, yeah, you need to narrow it down. Okay, so... It, I, I'm right in thinking that it's in the UK, but which town yes, in the are. UK? Um, oh, that's that's a really tough one. Um, I, yeah. I, I, okay, it's going to have to be a town that um, has lots of gardens. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Let's say it is Oxford. I'm going to say Oxford. Okay, well, it's not too far off. Um, shall I give the answer now? Yes, please. Okay, the answer is Stroud, which is my hometown. Ah, of course. Yeah. Of course, so which I, is in I, Gloucestershire, I, isn't it? It is in Gloucestershire, yeah. Next door in the to southwest. Ox- next to Oxfordshire. Yeah. Okay. So well, you were close. I was pretty close, but I didn't get it. So that's that's zero. I got zero points. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right then. Why was it invented in Gloss in in Stroud? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I do. Um, so it was invented about ten minutes walk from where my parents, well, where I grew up, and where my parents still live. And um, the an engineer named Edward. Ed, I'll say again, Edwin. Yeah, beard budding, which is not the most the, the, the easiest um, name to say. Edwin Beard Budding, that was his name. Mm. Um, he was inspired by the um, the uh, machines used to cut cloth. So the cloth industry was quite big mm. back where I'm from, and then he chose to uh, adapt the machines used to cut um, cloth into um, a lawnmower for, for grass. Okay, well, well done, Edwin. Good job. Yeah, and he also invented the adjustable spanner. Did he really? He did, yeah. What a, bloody hell, what an inventive chap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Spanner and the lawnmower. Dads, adjustable spanner. Dads all over the UK owe a lot to Ed, Edwin Budding Beard. Yeah, Edwin, Edwin Beard Budding. In Edwin Beard Budding. What a ridiculous yeah. name. He should have invented a better <laughs> name. Well, what have you invented? It's um, better than a lawnmower. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Luke's English podcast? Um, is it better can, than can a lawnmower? Is, is can better? you cut grass with it? You can't, technically, you can't cut grass with it, no, but you can, you can negotiate with, with someone who can. You can listen to it when you're cutting grass. That's true, you can. And but also, it doesn't you, really get 
and away from the initial point of needing to get something to cut the grass in the first place. Check this out. What I can do with Luke's English podcast is I can teach the world how to ask someone else to mow the lawn for you. <laughs> which is like almost the next best thing. You know, you, all you need to do, folks, is say, excuse me, excuse me. Um, I see, I noticed that you have a lawnmower. Is there any way in which you could mow my lawn in exchange for this money? Um, is there any arrangement we could come to? Those are the magic words that you would use in order to persuade someone to mow your, your lawn. Obviously, it helps if you've got money. Uh, but those are the words that you would use. So, you know, nearly, I nearly invented the lawnmower. Um, <laughs> almost fuck, fuck it I've invented the lawnmower <laughs> okay alright so you ready for my first question yeah okay so in fact all of my questions are about language right so I, you know I thought this is I've Luke. got a language question good this is Luke's English podcast yeah. I better do some language related stuff in fact they're all about the English language so the first question is what is the most common noun in English what's the most common noun and that doesn't include pronouns like I, you, he, she, it. Um, what's the most common noun? Okay. Now, I can give you some options if you like. Right. Um, do you want to hear the options? Yeah, give me the options. Okay. So here are the options. We've got uh, time, person, uh, year, man. Uh, man. <laughs> fact. Yeah. Problem. Uh, woman. Toilet, phone or telephone, and money. Which one's the most common? Oh, uh, time, 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 person, year, man, fact, problem, woman, toilet, phone, and money. I would probably go for man. Really? Do, why, yes. why is that? Because man are involved in, in most things. Really? Do you, do you say yes. the word man a lot? Well, I don't, but I have a friend who does. <laughs> Philip, Philip Wilson. Yeah, yeah Philip Wilson. <laughs> he does say a lot of... How does he say man? Well, it's, it's like you, you say... You, you finish a sentence, and then after, immediately afterwards he goes, man. So you just add man. the word man at the end. So, yeah. for, for example, um, excuse me, I noticed that you've got a lawnmower. Is there any way that you could mow my lawn for me? Man. Well, it wouldn't be a question. It's often a, after a statement, isn't it? Yeah. So he'll say... You say, oh, I'm just going to the shops to get some food. Man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, no, you're wrong, Alex. You're wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, the... but my, I was going by Philip Wilson. Yeah. Well, you've been influenced by Philip there. Um, I'm afraid man is not the right answer. The most common noun, apparently, is the word time. Um, okay. That's the one that we say the most. And the reason I for that... Time, time gets everywhere, doesn't it? Time is involved in everything we do. Um and also, it means several things, doesn't it, time? Because obviously, it's, you know, what time is it? Or have you got the time? Uh, I don't have any time. Do you have time to do something? But also, time, like one, uh, two times, three times, how many times? So, uh, time is the most common one. So, we're both level now on zero points each. Good. Okay, so we're both equally stupid at this point. Right, <laughs> next question. All right, so question two. Which creature has the largest eyes in the world? Which creature has the largest eyes in the world? I think I know the answer to this. What do you think it is? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I, based on the conversation we've had today, I'm yeah. thinking that it might be the giant squid because uh, you did tell me that they're 10 centimetres in diameter. Inches. I, inches. 10 inches in diameter. That yeah. is very large. I'm just thinking mm -hmm. if there are any other large animals, like, for example, the, 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 the blue whale is the biggest animal in the world. Um, mm. But I don't but know. It actually has quite small eyes. It actually it? has quite small Relatively. eyes. Yeah, relatively small eyes um, relative to all the other eyes of other animals. Relative to the rest of its, its body. Yeah, you'd imagine it would be the biggest, but it's just got the biggest body. Its eyes are yep. actually quite small, relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say the, um, the giant squid. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Well, you're, you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> it is the colossal squid. Oh, my God. There's another squid? Oh, yeah, which is even bigger. And it had um, eyes that are 12 inches in diameter. Oh, you, that was a trick question. It was, yeah. I did it in my show. And it really annoys people. But it gets a laugh as well. The colossal <laughs> squid. And is there, there's nothing bigger. There's no sort of enormous squid then. Not that they know of. Not that has been established by science. Mega squid or something like that. No? Um, they haven't found one. Okay. All right. So colossal is the, the largest 
the Colossal largest squid, size. yeah, largest eyes in the world. Are there, are there different types of squid based on their size? Are they like the small squid, the medium squid, the large squid? The like in, well, It's like in Starbucks, you know, like the tall squid. Yeah, the, kind the of. The grande kind squid. Of. Yeah. And then the colossal yeah. squid. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you've got the, the colossal squid, the giant squid. Probably the next one down would be the uh, Humboldt squid, which um, they're quite vicious, actually. Um and uh, take, your fa- take your face off. They they really will, um, and they've been known to eat each other as well. So they're cannibalistic, Ooh. and uh, yeah, and yeah, they can. They're really aggressive, and um, uh, yeah, I, I watch a lot of shows about squid, and there was one <laughs> where um, someone got attacked by. Um, he caught it on his boat, and then it just bit him like really. It was like a really deep cut with his beak. So the beak can, uh, although it might be relatively small, it can cause some damage. I see. Okay, I never knew so much about squids. I never. Yeah, knew... and then you've got small, smaller ones as well. They generally use for, for eating. Okay, the Humboldt squid. All right, fine. Yeah, fine. Okay. Um, so uh, zero again. So still on zero yeah. points. Are you ready for question yeah. number two? Yes. Okay. All right then. I think you're going to get this one. I've got a funny feeling yeah. you're going to get this. So question number two is: What is the word? Uh, in English, for when two words come together to create a new word, for example, like the word spork. It is uh, portmanteau. Oh, what? Sorry, a portmanteau. A portmanteau. How do you uh, yeah. how do you spell that? So it's port. Yeah. And then man, like Philip Wilson's word. Yeah. And then D E A U X. D E A U X. I'm I'm sorry, Alex. That's not the right answer. Oh come on! No, you spelt it wrong. It's that's not the that's not the way it's spelled. But it's the same same word. It's not the same uh, word. I, Obviously, there's different spelling. But the the no the um, phonetically. No, so, not, no, not even phonetic, yeah. phonetically because it's pronounced with a T sound, not with a, not with a D sound. Portmanteau could be something else. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it could that, be. Could, that you, is can't, a, you can't just be. That is scandalous. You can't just be all flexible with the spelling and phonology rules of English, can you? Well, your listeners will be the judge of that. I think I can. I think that that's un- unacceptable as an answer. If this was if this was the IELTS <laughs> exam, if this was an English language exam, you know, like a Cambridge uh, Cambridge University um, uh, exam for, not, for English. Well, if it was, that wouldn't be accepted. So I think if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. <laughs> so sorry you failed there, but it was close. I Fine. have to say it was close. But I, that was helpful considering in our last conversation we talked in quite a lot of detail about portmanteau words. Yeah. Portmanteau. Oh, so it's, it's, it's toe, not dough. Toe, not dough. Yeah. Ah. And, you know, I'm not going to accept that. You can't just replace T's and D's willy-nilly. Oh, you can? No, you can't. You, you could be a, a dwad or a dosser. Yeah. Or a dad-dal-shid. I, I suppose that <laughs> DJs do do that when they speak in their DJ voice. Anyway, sometimes, yes, um, people do pronounce T's like they're D's, especially Americans. They yeah. often pronounce, you know, can I get a bottle of water? No, you can get a bottle of water, you know, that sort of thing. But you're not American. And it, it should be, can I, can I have a bottle of water, not can I get one? Yeah, yeah. Because so, get one is do it yourself. I'm not so bothered by, by the well, you should be. can I get. It's, I don't find it to be that troubling to me. Well, you should. A lot of, yeah, a lot of English people get very uptight about can I get instead of can I have. How, how do you pronounce H? Oh, do you say, I, do certainly you say don't, H or H? I certainly don't pronounce it H. I pronounce it yeah. H. But I th- again... Because <laughs> that gets a lot of people angry as well. That does. And, I, and to be honest, I think it's a little bit ridiculous to get so angry yeah. about pronouncing H or H. I mean, what you know, it doesn't make a difference really, does it? Yeah. And well, there's he, nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's really globally, universally anything wrong with saying H. I think it's all right. It's just, it just irritates people. And yet if you ask them why it's so irritating, then they, they won't really be able to explain it. There's a, whole, there's, a, there's a load of different grammatical and pronunciation and spelling errors that make people really, really irritated, even though yep. there aren't really that many, many good reasons why it's irritating. Like, for example, when you, when you say, hi, how are you? And they say, I'm good. That, that really annoys a lot of people in the UK. Yeah. It's an Americanism. Uh, and in the UK, people say, you, you can't say, I'm good. Um, it's not a, uh, a question about your moral status. And we're asking about your health. But obviously, everyone knows that if you say, I'm good, thanks, it means that my health I, is good. 
Right. I find it strange when they say, I'm good, and you? I just find that very strange if they just say, and you. Mm. <laughs> really? That's <laughs> yeah. normal, though. Hi, how are you doing? No, I'm fine, thanks. And you? Yeah, I'm fine. The and is, um, is what does it for me. I think really is we're splitting hairs and... Uh, splitting hairs. Splitting, <laughs> splitting hairs. Yeah. All right, then. So what just happened there? That was... Um, we, you you we, failed we to get that... Alan- no, we were doing Alan Partridge impressions. We were mentioning Alan Partridge, and the, my listeners might not know about Alan Partridge, so that, to me, that falls into the category of stuff that they don't know about. Well, that, they should. That, they, obviously, they should, and I'm, I'm going to do an episode about Alan Partridge at some point. <laughs> I promise the world will know about Alan Partridge, but at this moment in time, I don't think enough of them know who Alan Partridge is, and they probably are not familiar with all of the, the, the TV show uh, content, the scripts and stuff. And his catchphrases. And his catchphrases. Essentially, Alan Partridge is a comedy character from television in the UK. He's very famous and very well-known here, but he's quite niche, really. Like, for example, he's not famous in the USA, really. He's a character played by an actor called Steve Coogan, and um, he's absolutely brilliant. Uh, but it, he's he, Alan Partridge, I think, is one of the as one of the sort of TV shows that is most difficult to understand for, for non-native speakers. You know, like I've, I've played it to my wife and she doesn't get it at all. She cannot get her head around it. And, and it's really, really difficult for me to explain where the comedy is, where the humor is. Like most comedy, you can identify where the jokes are and essentially what's funny about it. Alan Partridge, I, I can't really explain it. It's really mysterious and yet really funny and very specific. So I'll have to do an episode about it. So we're on, Alex, we're on zero, zero. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of us okay. have, have managed to answer a question right at this point. So right. question number three. Okay, so question number three, Luke Thompson. Which mammal can go longest without water? Which mammal can go longest without water? Um, yeah. You mean without drinking water? Yes. Which mammal can go longest without drinking water? Well, I mean, it's probably, the, it's probably a camel, isn't it? Is you a think? camel a mammal? A camel uh, is a mammal. A camel yeah. is a mammal. All right. Yeah. Um, I think I get the impression that you're asking me that question because you expect me to say camel. And then you'd be like, ah, no, but it's not a camel. It's actually a fucking giraffe or something. <laughs> or it's well, like actually, some mammal that lives in the water, you know, like, oh, it's, it's, actually, funny you a, say that. it's actually a hippopotamus. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that, actually. A, a, a giraffe can go longer without water than a camel, but that is not still not the oh, correct so, answer. All right. So oh, you're giving me a chance to... I gave you a chance yeah. in the last question with portmanteau. I thought you'd know that. Um, all right, so uh, it's not a camel and it's not, a, it's not a giraffe. So it's something like that, something that looks a bit like a camel or a giraffe. It's no, probably it doesn't. Some, it's, no, it doesn't. Uh, no. It's, it's, it's going to have to be big. It's going to have to have Do you think? fat reserves. Do you think? Uh, um, well, yeah, I do think, yeah. I think it's probably going <laughs> to be It's probably going to be large. It's probably going to be from a place where... Uh, uh, there isn't much water. Okay, I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna defy the logic of my brain and go small. I'm gonna say gerbil. I think it's a gerbil. gerbil. Oh, that's not not far off. But Ger- it's not gerbils are like gerb- gerbils look a bit like mice and they live in the desert, right? So I think it's a gerbil. Yes, it's almost right, but not not correct. So the answer is the kangaroo mouse, <laughs> which is uh, native to Australia. The kangaroo mouse. All right. Yeah. Not not what I expected. I bet everyone, when you ask them that question, they go, it's a camel, right? It's a camel, isn't it? And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. actually, it's not. It's a kangaroo mouse. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. In fact, uh, that is a question in, in the show after I've spoken about camels. Um, uh, here's a fact about camels. They can go uh, without urinating, going for a wee or a, a piss um, for um, about two months. And when they do eventually go for a piss, sometimes that can be as thick as honey. Their urine is as thick as honey? Yeah. That's so weird. Yep. God. So I do that earlier in the show and then think, oh, it's got to be camel. But then I say, nope, it's the kangaroo mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So still no points after three rounds. Uh, Oh, no, it's my turn to give you the third question. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Right. Next question is, uh, what is the shortest uh, sentence in the English language? What's the shortest possible sentence in the English language? I do. I do. Yeah. That's very good. That's very good. But you know what? It's not the right answer. I do. I do. Is that a sentence? 
I do. Yeah, I suppose so. But I don't know if that counts, Alex, because I do refers to a previously stated uh, sentence. You know, like I do is actually an example of, I think it's elision, where do is used to replace some implied other thing. Like, do you take this woman to be your wife? I do. You know, it's a response. I don't know if that counts as a full sentence. Okay. Whereas you could have said, I am. Right. Because go, oh, that was the other option. Right. But then is, isn't, isn't, isn't that, isn't that um, a response to something? So what are you? No. What are you? I am a human. I'm a person. I am Luke from Luke's English Podcast. But where do you go with the sentence from then? I, well, what goes for it? I am means I exist, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so that is an independent sentence on its own. It's not something that's used to refer to a previously stated sentence. But then right? I do could be another thing. So I, I do um, things. So, I, I, so um, people oh. call themselves a doer. Right. So, so I do. Yeah. I see. Like I'm a doer. Yeah. I, I do. But th- yeah. don't you, doesn't, if you're using do like that, doesn't it have to have an object? It's, it's, an in, it's a transitive verb, isn't it? Do. I have, you know, I do well, things, I do, I do stuff. I think it's a transitive verb. Whereas I am, am there is not necessarily a transitive verb. It doesn't need an object. You can just say I am, meaning I exist. But anyway, even I am is not the shortest one. The shortest one is, is just go. Okay. Because that's an imperative, you know, and <clears throat> you don't need a subject or an object. It's just an imperative, go. So go is the shortest. Okay. okay. You seem slightly just slightly disappointed by that oh it's a good good word it's a good word isn't it it's quite useful yeah. go but i don't i don't want to go go but uh i don't want to uh, that's the end of that a little drama it continues yeah um, <clears throat> okay so my question now no, number four yeah how long was the hundred years war oh now, I, this is another one of those trick questions. I know what you're doing here. You're trying to make me say 100 years, aren't you? You're, you're, you're leading well, me towards... you can guess. You can, you can guess. Um, how long was the 100 years war? Well, it's, I'm not going to say it's 100 years, but although mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you're, you're bluffing and maybe what you're doing is you know that when you ask that question, I'm going to go, well, it's obviously not 100 years. He's obviously trying to trick us. And then maybe what you're doing is going, ah, well, maybe... I am tricking you twice because the Hundred Years War was exactly a hundred years. So I think that I'm going to do. I'm calling your bluff on this right. one, and I think the Hundred Years War was actually a hundred years long. A hundred years. Okay, you are wrong. Oh, it's 116 years. Oh dear. But I imagine they they started calling it the Hundred Years War after a hundred years, and then it just stuck for the for the remaining 16 years, right? Well, who knows? I suppose that's it. And then they didn't update it every year. They were like, you know, no. the 101 years war or the 116 years war. It probably just stayed the 100 years war because it's more of a catchy title, isn't it? After 100 years of war, um, they probably did call it. Was it? And in fact, you know, the 100 years war wasn't like one continuous war. It was like more a series of conflicts. Civil wars. Yeah, it's like a number of wars that took place over a broadly sort of hundred-ish year period. Am I right thinking, so it's English um, history, this is, mm. um, am I right thinking it involved the, was French. it to do with the persecution of the Catholics? Um, yeah. It was mainly so between the French, and, the French and the English, mainly. Well, the French were involved as well. Yeah, it was, it was a French-English uh, conflict. So the Hundred Years' War... Uh, is the modern term for a series of conflicts waged from 1337 to 1453 um, by the House of um, Plantagenet, rulers of the Kingdom of England, against the House of Valois, rulers of the Kingdom of France, for the control of the Kingdom of France. It wasn't a Catholic uh, Protestant thing because that didn't really happen. We didn't really I'm get... I think you the, the Roundheads Cavaliers. That's it. You're thinking the, of the uh, Civil, Civil War. War. You're thinking of the English yeah. Civil War. But um, yeah, the, the Protestant Catholic stuff didn't really happen until later on because, you know, Henry VIII was the guy who introduced Anglicanism uh, into uh, English life. And yeah. he's the one who kind of, you know, spearheaded the movement against the Catholic Church in, in, in England. Um, which which started, started around then. But then obviously King Charles II, that's sort of the, um, that's what everyone thinks of 
because he was executed. That's what everyone thinks of um, for the English uh, Civil War. Yeah, that's right. That we have uh, Oliver Cromwell and uh, yeah. the English Catholics and Roundheads. Yeah, yeah. Basically, right. Catholics and Protestants. Catholics and Protestants punching each other in the face and chopping, stabbing each other, stabbing each other chopping each other's swords. heads off and stuff like that. And uh, wearing stupid clothes while doing it. Wearing stupid <laughs> clothes. Idiots, basically. Idiots from history fighting each other because of uh, like very small differences in, in religious faith because some of them believed in one version of Christianity and the others believed in another version. It's completely ridiculous. Well, anyway, let's not get bogged down in history. I just got that question wrong. It was, in fact, 116 yeah, years uh, long, not 100 years long. So we continue to prove that we're completely stupid uh, <laughs> as we move through this episode. I wonder if my listeners have got any of these questions right um, without Googling them. Um, so, listeners, if, if you've got any of these questions right... Um, and we haven't, then, you know, leave a comment in the comments section. We'd like to know just how clever you are. This is your opportunity to be smug. Okay, you like, oh, I got the question right. I'm better than you. And you're supposed to be an English teacher. Yeah, English teacher, not a history teacher. Um, that's, that's basically what the pub quiz is, isn't it? Oh, I got the answer right. I'm better than you. Yeah. I'm better than you because I know about general knowledge more than you do. That's basically pub quizzes. What pub quizzes? Yeah. It's like, well done, you do know general knowledge, but did you invent the lawnmower? No, you didn't. Who invented the lawnmower? Um, it was, his name was Edwin um, Beard Budding. Yes, correct. Okay. All right. I learned so it's something. It's too late. It's too late. Oh, it's too late now. Okay. Right. Is it, um, is it, it's my turn for question number four, isn't yes. it? Yes. Okay. So here we go. What is the only planet in the solar system not named after a god. So all Earth. 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 Yeah. Earth. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah. why do you say that? Because there's no god named after Earth. Um, or uh, Earth wasn't named after a god, because apparently the gods come first before the planets. So it's like the you're saying that the planet was named after the god, right? Not the other way. We don't name our gods after our planets, do we? Um, do you understand what I'm so saying? So the planets are named after the gods. The planets are named after the gods. And you're saying there's no yeah, god yeah. called Earth. Yes, correct. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations. I was quick off the mark for that one, wasn't I? You were very quick off the mark for that one. But to be fair, it was an extremely easy question. All right, I've and, got an easy one. Okay. Is this question five? Uh, yeah, question five. Last, right. final okay. round. Final round. Yeah. So, who's... So, is it my turn? Then, then you've got one after me. Is that, that right? That's it, yeah. Okay, so, so um, this one, uh, right, so translate this from German into English. Wait, I have to translate from German into English? Yes. Oh, God. Okay, then. Let's it's go. quite easy. Let's do it. Ich habe yeah. kein Ahnung. Ich habe kein Ahnung. Yeah, so Ahnung. Ich, ich habe is I have. And? Ich habe... Kein Ahnung. Kein Ahnung. Yeah. Well, I know what ich habe is like I have. Kein Aben. Kein Aben. Ahnung. 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 Arno. Ahnung. Arnum. Arnum. No, Nung. Arnum. A H N U N G. Okay. Does it mean um, I, I have. Um, I, I have a uh, kein, uh, <laughs> kein. Okay, I've, you know I've got no idea. But ich habe kein Arnum. It means I have a garden gnome. I've got a garden. Oh, I've got you've a got gar- the answer right. Did I? But no. But you didn't. That not when you said you were going to get the answer right. The, it translates to literally. I have no idea. Oh really? Yeah. Oh God. So I don't get the answer. I didn't get it. Well, you did say it, but that wasn't when you submitted. It wasn't part of you submitting the. It's a figure of speech, so it's a phrase. So you said it. So close. So it means I have no idea. Yes. Oh, dear. I'm sure that I've got listeners out there listening to this going, it means I have no idea. They're probably all German. All of them suddenly have all become German and they've all, they all know the answer. So. Well, you said they're going to be. What they're going to be frustrated by is you actually said it. (laughs) Yeah, right. I thought it meant I have a garden gnome. You know a garden. You know what a garden gnome is. They're a bit like Smurfs. 
Yeah. Like these little things that you put in your garden. It's like a little guy with a oh. white beard and they sit there and... Yeah, I've, I've, I saw, because um, another part of stag do, so this is something I saw the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. So um, <laughs> that's all, because part of stag do is they like to dress the stag up in ridiculous outfits to make him look stupid. Yeah, I, I, um, they, they dressed me up as Super Mario. Okay, so the one person I saw the other day, because you have quite a lot of stag do's in Edinburgh, yeah. um, someone, <laughs> the stag was dressed up, so the bottom half... Uh, so he was dressed in something that made it look like he was being carried. You know those things with the where the legs hang. Yeah. The the legs so the the way their legs around the waist it looks like they they've their legs are hanging off something. It looks like it's like a costume that you wear, and it looks like you're riding a horse or something. Yes. But it's it's actually your legs, and the and they're like fake legs hanging down, which look like your legs, but actually your legs are are the legs of the horse or something. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So um, he, he, the costume was. Um, <laughs> The man was on the shoulder, made it look like he was on the shoulders of a gnome with a white beard and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. Okay. All right. Uh, what was it again? Ikaba Kain Gnome. Kain Anung. Kain Anung. Yes, Anung. Okay. I have no idea. <sighs> All right. So you're winning at this point. Uh, in yeah. fact, you've, you've won. You've won now. Have because I? I mean, either you win by one point or you win by two points. But I've got none of the questions right. You've got one of them right and you've still got another one to go. So if this was a penalty shootout, I would have already been knocked out, I think. But it could still be a draw, couldn't it? No, because... Really? Yeah, because you've already got... I've answered all my questions and I got them all wrong. You've answered four questions and you got one right and you've still got one left. Okay. So you could get two points, whereas... I thought thought you had another question to go. Yeah, I've got one for you. Oh, right, it's fine. That's the the point. Okay, so (laughs) ready? And you're going to get this one because it's easy... Um, yeah. All right. So question five is name the only two words in the English language that end in the suffix G-R-Y. <laughs> Angry and hungry. Yay. Congratulations. And of course, Hung- that, hangry and hangry, but it's not a word. I don't think it's been added to the dictionary. Hangry. Uh, but hungry and angry, that's right. Those are the two words that end in G-R-Y. The only two words at this stage that end in G-R-Y. Who knows? There could Maybe, be a third. There could be a third joining them. Could be a third one joining um, soon if hangry manages to get into the dictionary. Um, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Well, congratulations. You just won the Luke's English Podcast pub quiz. Thank you. Um, and uh, you're on a winning streak at the moment, it seems. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Well, um Good to talk oh, to you. a couple of things. Yes. Yeah, a couple of things before um, I go. So mm. just a couple of things I've picked up on the previous podcast I listened to. So the one with uh, Paul, when you talk about Batman's voice. Yes. So why does he... So he, he uses... He speaks in a different voice to disguise his voice so people don't realise he's Bruce Wayne. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So that's, yeah. that's why he has to speak like this. Yeah. Okay. So that people don't realise that he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, because hang some... on, otherwise they think, hang on a second... That Batman sounds a lot like Bruce Wayne. But the thing is, Alex, that he, even when he's talking to people who know who he is, like especially Commissioner Gordon, he's continuing to talk in that voice. Commissioner Gordon doesn't know who he is. Commissioner Gordon does know who he is. Come on. Um, not well, Which Batman films are we talking about? Uh, the which general Batman. The, 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 the Christopher Nolan. The Nolan ones? Christopher he Nolan ones. No, Chris, <clears throat> Commissioner Gordon doesn't know he's Bruce Wayne until the final film, the, the very end of the final film pretty much is that right yeah oh okay okay all right and the other thing was um (laughs) go on go on about the one i was on um you you were laughing at that poor lady who lost her sunglasses in the uh the sea where sorry which one it was you were um i think it was the one i was on last or or one of the ones one one of the two that i've been on previously yeah um and uh you're playing some english uh teaching materials about some lady who um so it's a role play thing yeah. and the lady's in the sea and then a wave comes off and knocks her her sunglasses off and then you mock the poor lady well yeah so I, I just want to yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to know if if it had ever been established what happened to her sunglasses did she get them back um well as far as i remember having played that recording in numerous english classes she didn't get them back i mean they're gone they're gone forever she she never got those sunglasses back 
uh, because they got you know if if your sunglasses get knocked into the ocean during you know uh, when there's waves and stuff, it's very difficult to get them back. It happened to me once. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you what happened? Yeah. Right. So I was in India. I was in Goa on the beach um, and um, enjoying the sunshine, and there were these fishermen and struggling. They were all struggling to get their boats into the water. They had like these old wooden boats that they had to push into the water. And so um, my cousin and I jumped up and helped to push their boat out into the water. And um, we went all the way out into the into the, the waves and everything, pushing the boat out. And a wave came and hit me and it knocked my sunglasses off and they fell into the water. And I, I could sort of see them. I saw them drifting down and they left my sight and I tried to swipe my hand in the water to grab them. I managed to catch the sunglasses with my finger. I could feel the, the sunglasses and that's the last time I ever touched them. They disappeared oh. down into the darkness and I never, ever got them back. Probably um, eaten then by a giant squid. I imagine so with its beak. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it happened to me too, but I wasn't really mocking the fact that the lady lost her sunglasses. <laughs> Obviously that was a, that's a tragedy. I, th- I thought you were, you were going, Oh, you lost your sunglasses. Oh, Idiot. I thought I thought didn't I, I didn't say idiot. <laughs> no, the reason I was mocking them is because of the slightly kind of fake way in which the other woman was was responding to the story. Like it's like it it it, it just sounded really inauthentic. Like oh, you know like in when you listen to BBC Radio 4 and they do those dramas. There's lots of people going yeah. oh, oh god, it's a, oh, it's a long like walk. Like the archers. <sighs> Yeah, there's lots of constantly people kind of going, ah, oh, ah, you know, all these noises. <laughs> I suppose because they, they can't show, that because it's purely audio, there's no visual element. So they can't, you can't see, the audience can't see that the person's making an effort or that they're doing something. So they have to express it through sounds. Like, ah, yeah. Ah, ah, you know, like kind of, uh, 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 that sort of thing. So yeah. I was making fun of that, really, just the, the way that the recording sounded a bit fake to me. But maybe I'm, I'm not objective because I've heard some of those things so many times now that they, they, they just become irritating to me. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Anything else? Any other little points you want to raise about uh, other... I, li- I liked your um, review of X-Men Apocalypse. I agreed with, with most of what you said. Did you see that? With that? Yes, I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. Stupid, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. very good. It was. It was terrible. I, no. the, the, my favourite bit is the bit where he learns about civilization by watching CNN, and and he just touches the screen, and he goes into this like weird trance. Remember, he touches the screen yeah. of the TV, and he goes into weird, a weird trance. And somehow, by touching the screen, he manages to like download all of history, the modern history of everything that's happened. And he expresses yeah. this by going, oh, "Thatcher," or no, he he goes, he goes, "Oh." nuclear weapons uh, uh you know the gaza strip oh donald trump and um things like that and he's kind of like learning about how all the evil things in the world and he's actually saying them as yeah he's learning about them i just yeah. found that to be a bit bit stupid it wasn't very good um i was disappointed because um days of future past was actually a really good film i thought yeah the other x-men films have been good but this one was well terrible. well Oh, another thing. Um, so the, you did a bit about them talking. They've just been to see Return of the Jedi, and you thought that there'd be a screenwriter joke about um, the th- third one is always the worst. Right. Going back to the the, the my review of that third yes. X Men film, and there's the scene yes. where the the characters come out of seeing Return of the Jedi, and one of them says, "Oh yeah, don't you know that the third film in the franchise is always the worst?" And I yep. thought that that was like some sort of little wink to the audience as if to say yeah this is the third film too and this is the worst as well isn't it so i thought that meant that the film i thought that meant the filmmakers uh knew that the film was rubbish no 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 no. it was a reference to um x-men 3 which is considered the worst film but it kind of backfired on them so they were having a bit of a dig about x-men 3 which um days of future past actually reset a lot of it so um uh Professor Xavier didn't die, Cyclops didn't die, and Jean Grey didn't turn into the Phoenix then. So right. it's kind of... Um, uh, but So yeah, it was a reference to X-Men 3 being the worst film. It is a terrible film, um, but it kind of backfired because X-Men Apocalypse wasn't very good. Yeah, X-Men Apocalypse... Okay, so the original X-Men 3 may have been the worst in that franchise, but mm-hmm. this new one... X-Men Apocalypse was also the third film in the new franchise. So yeah. they might have been uh, poking fun at the original third film, 
but they shot themselves in the foot, didn't they? Because they're like, they wait did. a minute, wait a minute, you're the third film as well, and you're yeah, also rubbish. Well. So you yeah. know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Any other? Any no, other things? That's, you need? That's, that's that's all for the moment. Okay. All right then. Well, um, I think that's the end of the uh, conversation. Yeah. Uh, that's by the way, listeners. Obviously, that's not how you end a normal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> try it see what happens if you're if you're i don't know at a dinner party or a conference or something and you're having a chat it's like well it's really nice to meet you i think that's the end of the conversation now well you know you do you do say that in, in english sometimes when it's a bit of a passive aggressive way of uh you know stopping people talking about something you don't want them to talk about so say it's a sensitive subject or say you're at a dinner party and then someone starts um, talking about politics or something yeah, or something like that, or or someone talks about uh, yeah pol- politics. It would be something like that. Or like you're, 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 the fact your dead your dog has just died, and people yeah. are, they're talking about dogs, and he's like, you don't want to talk about dogs because it's too painful. Yeah, so something you, like that. Yeah. So you say that's the end of the conversation. That's the that really you would actually say that in a real no, conversation. But you've some people do it um, often in, in think. TV dramas, poorly written TV dramas, um, like Holby City. Mm. So Holby City is set in a hospital and it's not very good. And what, the um, hospital or, or the TV show? The TV show. Okay. And uh, often there's someone trying to get a promotion and then they'll have a, an argument with someone and then the, the head of surgery will say, well, that, that's the end of the conversation. Right. Um, there's a put down. I think that, that people use it in arguments. That's the only time. Yeah. You know, in an argument when the usual sort of social rules don't apply because you're when, having when an they, argument. When they kind of know they've lost the argument or they can't be asked to argue anymore. Mm. Don't you find that it's, it's usually when in, in a work-based drama, you know, like a TV drama that takes place yeah. in, 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 a, in a workplace, uh, like in a hospital or in a legal firm, you know, where people are talking and they're arguing a lot and there's a lot of passive stuff and also a lot of status. Mm. Like there's usually yeah. a, a boss who's arguing with, a, a, you know, a junior member of staff and it's usually the boss who goes, look, that's the end of the conversation, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the end of the conversation. Go back to work. So that's yeah. the only time that you can say that's the that end of the conversation. That is basically Holby City. I think, I think they say that in every episode. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the, look, that's the end of the conversation, Alex. Uh, yeah. You know, we've got deadlines the mayor's on my ass. <laughs> if it's like a cop show kind of thing, like, God damn it. God damn it, Alex. I've got the mayor on my ass on this one. Okay. I don't want to hear any more from you, Alex. That's the end of the, that's the end of this conversation. Okay. This conversation's terminated. Get back out there on the street. And I need to find this guy, track him down, hunt him down. And Oh, hang on a second. You... I have another question actually. Yes. All right. So which country would you find the city of Batman? Oh, Batman is a country, a city. No, which which city? Yeah, which, which uh, in which country is the city of Batman? I th- I sort of I think I know this. Is it in Spain? Nope, it's in Turkey. Ah, oh, well, there right. is a city called Batman in Turkey. Is there really? There is. That's pretty good. Do you think they have mm-hmm. a lot of crime? Th- there's quite a high crime rate, actually. Is there? That's ironic. Yeah, they could almost do with some help. What would the, what would the superhero be called? Gotham, man. Maybe, maybe. Gotham City. Who are you? I'm Gotham City. Don't you yeah. mean don't you mean Batman? No, that's the name of this town. I'm yeah. confused. Good. Just stop committing crime. But all in Turkish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Your sunglasses fell off your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, you, 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 you lost your sunglasses in the sea. What a pity. If Batman had to have that conversation with I don't know who who would it be? Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Imagine if Batman had to maintain like small talk, but he had to continue to hide his identity. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, what do you do? How do you know Alex? How do you know Commissioner Gordon? That's usually the question you ask, isn't it, at a party or something? So, yeah. uh, how do you know Alex then? Oh, oh, really? Oh, you went to the... Oh, that's interesting. What do you do? What do you do? What are you doing now? Why aren't you doing something else? Why aren't you talking to someone else? This, that's the end of this conversation. Yeah. yeah those are things you Basically. shouldn't say. That's what you shouldn't say mm-hmm. at a dinner party. But uh, try speaking in a Batman voice, see what happens. You could just suddenly start doing that. 
if you decided <laughs> this conversation's boring, I think I'll spice it up a bit by speaking in a Batman voice, you know. So it's like, oh, it's nice to meet you at the conference. Are you speaking at the conference this year? No, you're not. Uh, you are? Okay. What's your speech about? You know, have you considered doing a TED Talk? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Something for us all to experiment with there. Yeah, definitely. Give it a go. Okay. All right. Well, that genuinely right. is the end of this conversation, Alex. Yep. It's, it's been fun okay. to have you back on the show. Thank you. What Good you to be here. This, what are you doing this evening? You're going to go out and see some comedy? Yeah, I'm going to go watch a show, I think, um, in a bit. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Nice to speak to you. And uh, yep. speak to you again soon. I hope the show goes right. well for the rest of the run. Thank you. And uh, catch you later, man. All right, then. This conversation's over. Okay. All right, then. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so that was my conversation with Alex there. And um, that is the end of this episode as well. I'm not going to ramble on at the end. Suffice to say, join the mailing list. Um, follow me on Twitter and all that stuff. And there's really not much else to add at the end. That's the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll speak to you again soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.